Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special bonus episode of Across the Bifrost, where we look at the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. Today, we are coming to you for a, like I said, a special bonus episode. Well, we're going to do two things. We're going to talk about the brand new uh, Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness film, which uh, I guess we'll start the spoilers off right here. This, uh, this episode will be full of spoilers. If uh, you have not seen the film yet, I would stop the I would stop the podcast right now until you had the opportunity to go see this film. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't feature Thor. So you're probably wondering why, like, what, what are we doing here? Well, we are going to do two things. Like I said, we're going to review the film and we're also going to talk about a little known Marvel Max series called Thor Vikings, which is very horror filled. It's like a zombie apocalypse Thor comic, which I know you all want. You all need that in your life. So we're going to talk about it today. And it also features Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is probably the biggest uh, co-star in this book. So they have a lot of great conversations. And we're going to dig through that comic a little bit. To do this, I have brought my own co-hosts into this bonus episode. One of them you're familiar with. And one of them uh, I am glad to introduce you to for the first time. Our familiar guest is Mr. Brandon Blockstore from Apollo City Comics. Brandon, how the hell are you, man? Dude, great. I'm so excited to be back on your show. It's been a while. I feel like it's been forever. It's only been a few months, probably. It, but, but we talk all the time. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, we don't feel like it's been different, but listeners are like, oh yeah, I remember this guy from like months ago. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're... Uh, we're so stoked to have you back on. Like we talk about this pretty regularly listeners. Anytime Brandon and I have an excuse to talk about comics, like yes. we're going to take it. Yes. So and what uh, a pick. Thank you for picking me for this one. I couldn't be more excited. Like you said, I had no idea about this book and I'm a big Garth Ennis fan. Yeah. So this was a pleasure to so, be selected for this. This really like hit you hit on so many different levels for you. Cause mm -hmm. like, I am like, kind of aware of who garth ennis is but you were like my gateway into him as a creator so uh, i have brandon to thank for that but the second co-host is a brand new face to the podcast a friend of mine from work kind of um jason luck is here to talk about multiverse of madness jason how the hell are you doing great this morning thanks for having me so uh, jason and i are friends from work and jason loves uh, old, older comics and I just brought him on here because he like we talk about this stuff at work anyway so why not why not have a brief conversation about the movie we were already going to go see uh, brought these guys on here because I genuinely enjoy their company and uh, I'm hoping that we're just gonna have a fun chat that you the listener will enjoy we're going to start off our conversation talking about like Brandon just mentioned Thor Vikings from 2003 by Mr. Garth Ennis. Uh, before we jump into the actual story, Brandon, do you want to tell listeners maybe who Garth Ennis is? Uh, Garth Ennis has did well. Um, hard to like figure out where to start with that one. Um, right. Yeah. He's done some amazing stuff, and this his work is always very horrific. It's very uh, kind of dark. He he really got popular in the Vertigo uh, boom um, with Preacher. <clears throat> that was like one of his big books, and Preacher was a book that they put out. He only made six issues with it with Steve Dillon, and they didn't think it'd go anywhere. And they were like, yeah, let's kind of stop it after that. They probably won't accept anything else after pitch. But they kept on letting him write the book. And it turned into this big thing. They tried to like really quit. Nobody was looking at what was going on in Preacher until yeah. really deep into the series. And by that time, they were just like, I guess we just let it go. At this point. Like, <laughs> I guess hardy. this is a thing now. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, I don't know if you guys have read Preacher before. 
but um there's i've seen a little bit of the show but i haven't um, seen the show actually oh well Uh, then uh, together we might know a thing or two yeah Uh, maybe a thing i actually watched the whole show i big fan of the show oh awesome i want to check it out for sure i've read the first like three volumes of the comics and i have volume four and five i just haven't gotten to them but glenn uh fabry pretty close to source Oh really? See, that's what yeah. I was I was scared about was if it wasn't close enough to that source material because it's so damn good, <laughs> so good, dude. Like, and Glenn, the artist on this book, who got my attention was that he's done art on Preacher before too. So just knowing that they've collaborated and they made you know some Vertigo stuff together made me super excited for this. But I think I'm most connected with uh, Garth through um, his Punisher run. His Punisher run with yeah. Steve Dillon and the the Knights, the Max run. That stuff is basically what all these incar- incarnations of like live action Punisher has been about. So, uh, and then he's also done the boys. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching anything on Amazon prime, you probably at least heard of the boys. If you haven't seen it, um, man. And that comic is way more graphic than that show. too. That is what I've heard. <laughs> Whoa. So Garth Ennis, no stranger to uh hardcore, like gritty, bloody, uh, very max level comics, which is yeah. where the series that this Thor comic comes from. It's the Marvel Max series where it's the ex- basically the explicit comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one doesn't feature really any like explicit sexual themes or, or anything like that. It's more just like Thor bashing people zombies around with a hammer there's lots of blood there's lots of spears going through going through necks a lot of disembowelment i mean really just think of something from a horror like zombie film it probably happened in this limited series uh but i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a synopsis here and then we'll just get uh jason and brandon's thoughts on this comic uh and what uh what they thought of it it's uh, i had never read this before by the way i i had seen it several different places been like okay the Marvel Max tag, like, I don't know if that's really my bag, but then I read it and I was like, oh, it's it's like an apocalyptic zombie comic. Uh, and it was it was really it was a lot more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Um, but here's the basic premise of the story. These Viking warriors, uh, they are cursed by a old Norse wise man to never reach the shores that they want to go to, which is uh, we find out is America. They are they're cursed to never find this place over a thousand years. And then the thousand years comes due and they end up in New York city. They take over New York city in a lot of gruesome and grotesque ways. And then Thor comes to stop them. And initially Thor is beaten by their leader who is a Jarl Jackalson. He is defeated by him. And then Thor has to find a way to defeat them he goes to dr strange because in the marvel universe if something's weird and supernatural who else would you go to (laughs) he goes to dr strange and they come up with a way to fight against uh yarld uh by bringing all these ancestors of the wise men who had cursed them he brings these these warriors uh, they have a i think a, a bar a viking uh shield maiden they have a, a old uh, teutonic teutonic era knight uh who does not like paganism which is really funny um and then you have a world war ii uh, nazi fighter pilot uh who is a lot more complex than you would think um and they all come to modern day new york which is 2003 and they fight against these vikings and they end up beating them and uh we're given a little bit of a 
cliffhanger at the end like maybe the bad guy will come back but probably not um so they they beat they beat all the all the the zombies and they beat all the bad guys and then voila the day is saved it has a much brighter ending that i thought a garth ns comic would have i thought it was going to be a lot darker towards the end but jason what did you think of this comic were you familiar with it beforehand i Uh, hadn't heard anything about it until you told me about it so i mentioned it what just yep. a few days ago uh what yep. did you, what did you think of this one um i didn't love the way they basically I mean, he basically made thor a wuss to begin with I mean, <laughs> he, he does get his ass kicked yeah <laughs> yes and the the artwork really like the artwork is really vivid so like yes, when I, thor- I, I like that kind of art yeah. I love the art, except I did not like the way he drew Thor. It oh. was very weird, right? Like, yeah, this very gritty, dark comic, and Thor is like, looks like he just stepped out of Journey into Mystery '83. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I agree with that. That his costume for this one was very, very Thor, and you don't really want very Thor in the, the you know the grand scheme of things. You want for this one, I thought I don't know the Max series would have had something a bit more unique or kind of more caught up but it did feel very just 60s thor and it felt like yep. he was at a time as well um, yeah yeah it was very displaced um and what what did we think of the of the villain here jarl jackelson um that i, I mean he, he's a he's a viking conqueror uh but he like he pretty pretty brutal like for a thor villain there's nothing really funny about him nothing really goofy just very brutal what did we think of him being the main antagonist of the story it was dark it felt it felt more garth Ennis than thor right yeah yeah and especially when uh, at one point uh harold uh, he makes a throne of bones yep um, and he rounds he rounds up this group of like six seven dudes. And he's like, "Wait, why are we being singled out?" And he's like, "Well, you, your bones are longer." And then you like the you cut away, and he makes this throne of skulls and bones, and you're just like, "Okay, this is this is like some like even Game of Thrones can't touch stuff like this. This is some pretty twisted stuff." Um, the the comic is very. Um, it to me it felt like a horror comic it felt like something where you're gonna get a lot of blood guts gore and there's just gonna be some things that kind of churn your stomach um and i like brandon knows this i'm not used to horror comics so when i I, it it even shocked me that i suggested this to you guys to talk about because i was like hmm (laughs) i might be the one on this that doesn't even like it and i'm the one that asked (laughs) these guys to read it uh but Brandon, what did you think of the of the five issue series overall? Um, have you, was this your first time reading it as well? Yeah, never heard of it. Didn't even know Garth Ennis all first time story. Yeah, had no clue about this, and I was I was excited because just page one. I'm looking at page one right now. Um, <laughs> this just sets you up for what you're in for. I sent right? a, a screenshot to my roommate. Oh, they check out this Thor series I'm reading today, and he was just like, "Damn, dude! Like, I didn't know Thor <laughs> like <went laughs> in that direction." That's uh, hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's super hardcore. You just have this woman just getting smashed, and like 
it's so brutal and the village is on fire after that and it's super grotesque and it really sets the stage of for this villain and who we're going to be encountering like these are straight up vikings like no yeah like all rains off like vikings at this point um and it was just such an interesting kind of like beginning a lot of this reminds me of like garth ennis's work with avatar press he does a lot of like world war ii kind of like um i don't it's not crimson it's uh there's another series i can't think of it right now um but a lot of that stuff is avatar press is very grotesque um, oh okay yeah so that that stuff gets really heavy uh alan moore's providence was a published through there and that's a pretty okay dark lovecraftian heavy book um, so when you look at that and you look at this style, that's all within Garth Ennis's range. He does a lot of World War II storytelling. He's really into stuff like that. So I'm not surprised that's in this book. Um, it's yeah. kind of cool seeing it mirror into a Marvel book. Uh, and the thing about the the classic Thor costume, you know, I was very thrown off with it as well. I thought it was just very misplaced. But right. I think back to Garth's access to comics, he's from, uh, I think he's from Scotland, like Grant Morrison and them. Okay. And, uh, they didn't have a lot of access to American comics. They kind of got what they could get. And sometimes it was very late or behind. So okay. their, their exposure to superheroes was very early era, you know, Captain Marvel, like Shazam, Captain Marvel, like all that type oh. of stuff, early Thor, things like that. So I think that's just what Garth has in his head as his image of Thor. He yeah. doesn't like superheroes. That's why you don't see him doing a whole lot of superhero comics. Or when he does, yeah. it's like Section 8 and like kind of making fun of him in a big sense. Like none of it's real serious. And he gets yeah. that the characters he flourishes with are like the Punisher, a gritty kind of war torn character because yeah. that's his specialty. So no capes, he, no cowls, exactly. no nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he just like destroys it with the boys and just takes his own little yeah. route with it. Cause it's just not his, the, the Superman was never like something he looked up to, you know? Uh, clearly yeah <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah if you read or if you watch the boys you're like okay this is like if the justice league were just completely rated r terrible people um just no redeeming like qualities behind the scenes um yeah, yeah it's like i've i haven't caught up with the most recent the boys uh seasons but like i watched that first season i was like okay this is different Same. This is very different. I um, loved it too. I want to watch the rest, but I just have yeah. It. And that's that's also why, like you know, Thor like breaking his wrists. And, right. Oh, it's so brutal. But, yeah. Like breaking his wrists against this guy, like it threw me off because I was just like, man, Thor really isn't what you were saying. Really, kind of like wussed out here. Like, how can this guy be that strong, or how can Thor do yeah. something that hard where he knows it's gonna like hurt himself? Um, but yeah. it also shows that power contrast, and I think that was like the whole point of that part too. <laughs> definitely not like god of thunder as guardian immortal strength yeah. level it, it, it felt more like early journey into mystery strength level um exactly. at the beginning of this but then luckily uh our co-star comes along dr strange comes he magics his way the coming up with a solution uh the uh like just to get us to where we uh where most people are probably joining us for today you know getting into this um multiverse of madness review when Doctor Strange shows up in this, um, like it makes sense to me why Doctor Strange shows up in this. Yeah. Um, but what did you guys think of their dynamic playing off each other? Um, I thought there were some really good moments in here that I would love to just get your guys' opinions on. Jason, did you did anything about Strange stick out to you from the these uh, five issues? They almost feel very like uh, odd couple ish. 
like right total uh 180s of each other <laughs> you know like neither one of them's humor fits the others they they treat us so sarcastically right yeah yeah that was that was my biggest take from it the, strange is so great like he's he's so smug uh he's like uh, come on like yeah. this is not a big deal we're gonna find a solution it's not you know let's not freak out here and thor's like but he broke my hands like what do i do i'm so shattered uh but of course strange always has an answer uh brandon what about you man like what seeing them play off of each other uh they, they really haven't done this much like they don't team up that often especially like in a fight it's more of like a thor goes and he gets advice from strange yeah um that's really most of their dynamic but they're they actually get to like solve a conflict together yeah they like had a like deep dive and you know for strange to be like well you know what this uh the the guy that put the curse on the vikings having to like date back to that moment and be like okay let's solve like let's get in detective mode here almost and you know this guy's dead but we need his blood so then we're gonna analyze his family's you know bloodline and see where his ancestors are and then pull the best warriors from them and then right. like doing that whole like just figuring that out to defeat these guys i thought that was the coolest like whoa i did not see that coming as an answer yeah um, i did not feel like that was gonna be like thor and dr strange doing that together it's just a weird concept but it was great i love their dynamic and you're right like thor was kind of wimping out like a little bit and then people are literally dying outside and strange is just like yeah let me just look into this real fast and just like super nonchalant <laughs> to the library the yeah exactly yeah <laughs> the books and it it was it was cool i loved it i've never like you said i don't i can't really recall many interactions with these two I it doesn't really happen that often um and, and that's why like when i when i found this book i was like oh this is perfect it hits on like all the different themes that we wanted for this review um there was uh so i i'll just ask you guys real quick and then we'll get over to our multiverse of madness review um because that should take just a few minutes there wasn't really much in the movie um but uh what was your favorite part of the comic that we read I, i'll go first to give you guys a second my favorite joke again there was lots of cool fight scenes and stuff my favorite joke from the entire little uh five run five issue run here was when the uh sir magnus the teutonic knight uh he sees that strange is brewing a potion and he's like is uh is that a cauldron and strange says oh no no don't worry it's a christian cauldron it's been blessed by the pope we're all good yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> he's right he's like okay that seems that seems that seems like it works out, and they just go about their business, because all all like all the issues that Sir Magnus is in, he's like, I will punish the worshippers of Satan, and I will make sure pagans pay for their idol worship, and then Strange is like the most pagan superhero, yes. and he's just like gets him to like kind of like hand wave an entire like concoction that he's coming up with. And I thought that was such a great Dr. Strange line in this, uh, <laughs> just a little bit of levity was great. Uh, but uh, Jason, what was your favorite part of, of the five issues, man? It was that, uh, that revelation of that bone throne. And it's just very dark, very uh, game of Thrones, right. you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. That was, it's a very striking full page piece of art. That you kind of like, well, another thing, but just about the art real quick, like you kind of have to stare at each panel for a while to catch everything. The art yeah, there's, style there's is little hidden things, right? Mm -hmm. There's very, yeah. like, there's details everywhere. 
um, which I thought was awesome. Uh, you said Glenn, Glenn Fabry is the, is the artist. Um, I, th- I thought he did a great job. Um, Brandon, what was your favorite part of the comics? And then we'll jump into multiverse. Um, I think just the interactions once, once you started seeing these like three characters from different timelines interact and kind of figure things out, it felt very like heavy metal, um, type of mixture of stuff spawn kind of you know you have the medieval night and like this crazy modern stuff like it, it was just like a nice combination stuff that i just can't imagine seeing in a marvel comic and even the artwork in this i just don't see it in the marvel universe at all and nope. i think that's those covers were just fucking phenomenal like yeah they're just too cool uh these painted pieces and it's just so much i don't know just great ideas going on with the solution to this problem and then yeah. seeing dr strange and thor interact something that i was like i i was kind of you know i was questioning why you chose this one to tie into uh like multiverse and everything yeah and i just thought it was because it was just a, a kind of a brutal thor story like, yeah like a horror thor story because multiverse is like a horror uh you know film. absolutely and uh just getting into it all i was just like damn this was like a perfect choice to like kind of hype myself up for this um well, yeah. I, I appreciate that. It's almost like I did my research. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, seriously, uh, it, this was probably as close as we were ever going to get. Like, mm-hmm. e- e- even a guy like Donny Cates probably will never take Thor where Garth Ennis did. Um, a lot of people take anything where Garth Ennis takes it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, so, gentlemen, let's jump over to Multiverse of Madness. Now, here is the difficult thing about this movie. And like I said earlier, uh, listeners, we're 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 spoiling everything here um mostly because we just want to talk about the movie freely uh so if you um if you have not seen it again we're probably going to ruin all the good parts and 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 some of the i don't know the, the even the boring surprises were still surprises so you want to you want to go in to the movie uh completely unspoiled i would stop the podcast right now uh, and then come back later after you've listened to it but multiverse of madness um Here's what we'll do because there's so much in this movie. Um, give me your like the like as you've been processing through the movie over the last few days because you guys have seen it already. Um, like when you go back to think about this movie, what's the first thing that jumps to your mind? Like Jason, when you're thinking back through the movie, first thing that jumps to mind to you. Uh, I just I love the way they open that new door to bringing the um x-men characters and the fantastic four characters into this version of the mcu that was easily my favorite part yeah uh and jason for for those for those of us uh who, who maybe we've forgotten in the last few days maybe we've forgotten about the greatest surprise um the greatest like non-surprise i guess um but like who shows up in this movie well we got reed richards and oh, we yes, got we uh, professor x oh man god um yeah it was honestly i i piggyback off of jason there like i um i i i i I feel like professor x was confirmed already Mm -hmm. um through like if you weren't paying attention to spoilers you probably didn't see it but like you see the um the 90s animated uh, wheelchair like the floating wheelchair and you're just like oh okay well that can only be one person yeah um yep. you know it, it's like it's not like squirrel girl is gonna pop out of that um you know it, but then but then friggin john krasinski as reed richards that's only been all over the internet for the last decade yeah like he could not be more perfect for oh. it 
thousand percent. He he is Reed Richards. Like it's kind of like when you go back to like original castings of like you know Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. You know Chris Evans is Steve Rogers. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Like already, John Krasinski is Reed Richards. Yeah, I, 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 it's like accept no substitutes. Um, but the second that the Illuminati show up in this movie, it took everything in me not to lean over to my wife and be like, "They are all dying. Like they're all gonna <laughs> oh, die." My gosh. Like, like, there's no way. Like, and I think it was Sam Raimi or somebody said like, "There's gonna be more death in this movie than any other Marvel movie." Um, I mean, they they did not I mean, unless you count the snap which you know if you're counting the snap yeah. okay you win you're a better nerd than i am um but uh but yeah like you could see black bolt uh from the amazing abc and human show um i was wondering it's the same actor yeah right? and that's Ans- ansel to. mount came back to be uh uh oh gosh how do you pronounce his name black agar boltigan yeah yeah it's the worst name <laughs> ever really the black bolt that. uh you find out that Black Bolt was the one that killed Doctor Strange in their universe with his like so- like powerful sonic scream. Yeah. Um, and then the way he goes out, oh my gosh. That was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. That was probably the most shocking just individual moment. Right? Yeah. Where he just yeah. like no mouth oh. and he sonic screams his head off. Like crazy. I will say though. Um, Brandon, I promise you, I'll, 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 I'll let you get your two cents in here, man. Cause I know you've got probably a whole dollar's worth of two cents, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm very I, much on the same page with you guys. So when, when John, when I hear John Krasinski's voice and they turn to him, I let out the loudest audible, holy shit that that theater probably has ever heard. Um, and all around me, people were like, who's that guy? <laughs> I was so like, sad. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Like, have you been dead on the internet for the last decade? Come on. Um, yeah, that was it was crazy. Uh, Brandon, man, like, throw us some two cents. Um, <laughs> this film, uh, I feel is the best thing Marvel's put out since like 2016, since Civil War. Really? Um, I have not wanted to rewatch a Marvel film since I saw Civil War. Like, I've all seen, I've seen them all once, and I was like, check mark, good, cool nice next i did my next. duty yeah <laughs> um i have not gone to shang chi and that's just because like i just haven't had time to fit i just missed out on that whole yeah and i was playing it. so i can't say much for that one yet okay but, um this was the best marvel film i've seen in whatever five years or whatever okay uh i i loved it i loved almost every minute of it um i could tell which parts weren't sam raimi and it was the previous director and those i kind of just like pushed to the side but the sam raimi the real feel for the film all over yeah Uh, the illuminati scene hands down the greatest scene i've seen in the marvel universe so far uh i am i'm a fantastic four fan i'm a richards fan um oh so you're a scumbag Yes, yes, yes. I really am, dude. I I, I fucking love Reed Richards and his devotion and his scientific craft and how much of an asshole he is. Um, I love the Fantastic Four. Like I adore them. Um, the original family is one of my top uh we were just talking about this before you asked my reading list, and I was like, I'm reading Dan Slott's Fantastic Four. Right, yeah. Um and I just dude that whole when he came out, the whole theater kind of well, most of the theater was like <gasps> like that huge gush of just love. And that's all I, I feel like that's all I've wanted in life was just to see him. I was like, if they don't choose him, they're fucking up so hard because he is just 
perfect <laughs> right this, you know like it's one of those things um but overall like dude wanda kicked ass wanda vision was one is the only marvel tv show i've seen um that i've enjoyed i've seen them all from what if to whatever the hell else the hawkeye all that crap moon knight i hated um i just wanda vision although moon knight just ended and you didn't even know well, i know you 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 love moon knight don't you brandon i you know i really do i'm getting into a lot of the comics um just to make sure i do like moon knight you know it, has, I mean? like, it has at least forced you to go and read comics but i know yes. like you were not exactly like glowing on on moon knight so no, no but but stupid. you capped off the week with multiverse and your love and multiverse so i uh, hey at least that's happened but like yeah, that redeem thank you marvel for pulling me back in a little bit you know um and i'm a big inhumans fan because i love the earth x series yeah uh, and so i've always loved black bolt i always just think he's just a cool character and the way alex ross designs him is badass Ooh. just seeing that shot in the head uh was just epic dude their deaths were so freaking cool like <laughs> <laughs> all of it hands down i love the sam raimi moments i love that like first person camera view when they're yeah. getting attacked i, I love the way wanda the way wanda just goes insane and it's all about love it's all about trying to be a mother and just trying to have something she never got to have and just wanting yeah. more than anything else in the multiverse and not caring how she gets it yeah um, i love their motivations behind it and i think dr strange and america chavez had a great uh compatibility yeah yeah role in it was very i didn't i don't know much about her uh i never got into that era of marvel really um but her role for the film was good like right yeah yeah absolutely you don't really need any more you don't need any less like she didn't need to have a bigger role of any sort and i feel like as lost as she was throughout the whole film she did you know have a full character arc and that was great you know we got something out of her and it looks like we'll get more from her um and then we're setting up for young avengers yeah we really are we really are at this point <laughs> and so yeah i don't know i just i absolutely adored this film i'm gonna watch it again tomorrow with my roommate and i'm super hyped uh, i saw it by myself friday just because my meetings were canceled at work so i just did <laughs> you really <laughs> so, lucked out man i did i did i just got a ticket and i was just like whoop um and so i just i'm so excited to rewatch it and i'm so glad sam raimi the parts you could tell weren't sam raimi were like when they got to the illuminati planet and it was just like the movie just seemed to slow down it was just like that memory it did a little scene. bit yeah yeah you're yeah, right stuff like that you could tell that was just like exposition just kind of filling in and we we kind of needed it but as fast paced as that movie was you really didn't need it when yeah. you have like a evil dead style you know film like it's so it's just back to back with scenes and there's stuff happening so quickly at by end of the movie you're still catching your breath and that's kind of the way this one felt except for some of these scenes that just really slowed it down. Um, so yeah. one major thing that, um, I mean, mo- well, let's be honest, most people going in, like Wanda is clearly the villain. Like really? she is, she is the antagonist. Yeah. She is the bad guy. I love like, that setup too in the beginning of the film. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what did we think about, you know, Scarlet, which as like the, which, in the MCU, they make more of a distinction that Wanda is a person and the Scarlet Witch is like a mantle that that someone is given or accepts. Like yeah. she is basically this like chaos goddess. Um, it's much less of like a superhero moniker and it's a title that she ascends to 
um, especially in this movie with um, with the first mention of Wondegore Mountain, which is very cool for like, you know, uh, old, old like Marvel fans. But um, Scarlet Witch as the villain, I thought was super cool. And I-, I wanted to know like what you guys thought about using her in that way, because we already know her. We know her as a hero, definitely a troubled hero. But like she gets to really like Elizabeth Olsen gets to like go full dark side in this movie and i like what did we think about that jason i was i was shocked i kind of thought she was going to be a hero i thought it was going to be played more into the multiverses yeah and uh, that twist early in the movie where uh he comes to her for help and she names the girl and he goes or she says you never told me your name and then Ugh. at that point he knows uh that she's bad it was it was it was a nice little twist for me i didn't think he'd be the villain yeah right and neither did i and it, and it, like jason said like it's very quick in the beginning of the movie like maybe yeah. in the first 20 minutes and wanda already is like you you can just see the dark hold has has a has its grip on her and you're like okay this movie is different than what i expected it to be um i mean i i felt that way because i was like um Wanda's the bad guy, and I don't think anybody else in this theater realizes how shitty that is going to be. Like, um, so, uh, well, one thing I wanted to talk about, because uh, I, 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 I've heard this from a few people, and um, I would just want to know your guys' opinion, because like between the three of us, we've read a few comics, um, and I don't mean to be like the like, well, uh, an issue, blah blah blah, uh, something. I don't want to be comic book guy from The Simpson here from the simpsons but but here's one thing i've been hearing from from some people and i I, i've already vented to brandon about this but i just want to get us kind of round table discussing this the comment that i've heard is like oh this is so much darker and very demonic and very you know oh it just it was so different than any mcu movie i've seen and i'm like yeah welcome to dr strange comics yeah like welcome to the scarlet witch being being a like at times a terrible person like it, it this like these themes were very on like they were very on brand for these characters but i feel like for the most part it it shocked your casual fan how dark also sam raimi is directing this film like what what were you surprised by like right. <laughs> it, it's, I, that's just like i'm just throwing that throwing that out there um uh, that's it was, it was kind of it was surprising to me how many marvel fans i've heard come back with me like i was so surprised by this like i don't know what you were expecting but this was not going to be like a warm snuggly care bears episode um, i feel like they were announcing it was like a horror film from the start too i feel like they straight up said this is a horror film yeah like when it was brought out and then again it's like Look at Sam Raimi ways. I guess they just think of Spider-Man at that point. Like, oh, Sam Raimi did Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. And, you know, that's the direction we'll go here. Dude, like the Multiverse of Madness and Doctor Strange. Like those two titles put together, like you feel like it's already going to be pretty crazy. And you put Sam Raimi on that and you're just like, oh, have you... I don't know. Maybe people haven't seen the Evil Dead. I, I've only I saw it for the first time two years ago. I watched all the Evil Dead films, even the remake, which is dope. Um, <laughs> my roommate is a huge Sam Raimi Evil Dead fan. He even has a oh really? He has like a plaque and everything over here in the back room. Um, he would know yeah. his he would know his Sam Raimi stuff then. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I I have a lot of friends that are horror fans, and I've grown to love horror over the years. Um, 
but I was just like, what else can you expect from this? Like, and when you read Dr. Strange comics, I haven't read many for sure. Hands down. I haven't. I'd love to read more. I'm glad you have a show. I could kind of like dive into and listen to more. Oh no, let's, let's not plug that until (laughs) the end. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really want to crack open because I love me some Ditko too. And when you look at all that art, you're just like, this can only be something insane and crazy. Yeah. I mean, what else can you expect? And it was just perfection. What a good, choice for that to really bring that essence of the comic also big reason why i love the film this is the first film that felt like a marvel comic in a long time like where you have that crazy arc you have the setup that doesn't seem like much and then you do yeah. this crazy donny kate's like kind of multiverse stuff that he did in his venom yeah. run that's what that illuminati scene that felt like that whole multiverse <laughs> arc he did with the ultimate universe yeah and, yeah and then you come back you know what i mean and then it's solving the problem like it felt like a marvel comic in a marvel arc yeah so, i was so happy with it yeah awesome jason you look like you have something you want to contribute well, i just i i think it's when you're looking at it from reading comic books there's so many more people now that are just marvel movie fans that is so true. this yeah. movie to them is it's completely different than all the other very bubblegum comic book movies marvel's done marvel's always happy ending happy ending uh you know flowers rainbows unicorns uh this this is not that yeah well and even the end speaking of the end um jason i'm glad i was about to forget this um we we hear at the end where like wong wong asks uh dr strange because he uses the dark hold to beat to beat wanda and then wanda kind of does the ultimate sacrifice and wanda dies at the end of this like well, that was nuts. That, that's she... Oh well. Okay, Jason. Uh, like, I but say, yeah, I mean, really. Know that. She. Well, you know, it's it's like I remember when uh, at one point when Wong gets thrown off the cliff, someone behind me said, "Wong's dead now," and I'm like, "Have you ever watched a movie? Yeah, like right. he didn't yeah. die on screen. It didn't happen." Yeah. Um. So, uh, but at the end, Wong asks him, like, "Hey, you had this interaction with the Darkhold when you were beating." when you when you in america beat wanda uh how do you feel he's like i feel good and then at the end of the movie before the credits roll you see the third eye like pop out of his head and you're like oh my gosh like they put a they put a dark cliffhanger on a marvel movie which really doesn't happen um ever i i i some film has probably escaped me someone's gonna be like uh actually at the end of ant-man and the wasp blah 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 um but then the mid credit scene was so great because Clea is finally in the Marvel universe. And if like, if you're a fan of Dr. Strange comics, Clea is like the last big supporting character we hadn't seen yet. And she's going to be played by Charlize Theron. Yeah. Like, that is so yeah. awesome. And like they, they jump into the dark dimension at the end of the movie and you're like, giddy up. This is going to be great. Uh, like Kalia shows up at the end. I was again. I'm like the only person in that theater was like, "Hey, anybody? Anybody? Right? No, yeah. I'm alone. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, which is fine. Which is fine because they'll all learn who Kalia is very soon, apparently. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a great, uh, great way to end the film. And then the guy punching himself in the face at the end, and then he just oh, yells, yeah. he says, That's a "It's evil done." Dead too. 
what yeah, uh, uh that bruce campbell final scene that's an evil dead reference too that's yes like skip from evil i was dead. like i know this guy's familiar i know this guy's familiar yeah yeah that was and, the uh, bruce campbell moment th- thanks for connecting the dots for moment. me um gentlemen any uh any last thing uh, about this film uh that uh listeners just need to know uh your final opinions thoughts uh what you enjoyed about it anything before we sign off here on this uh fabulous magical dark creepy supernatural bonus episode <laughs> jason why don't you go first since you're you're our our newest guest and we give you the seat of honor i guess my biggest takeaway was uh from the illuminati scene i was really surprised that we didn't see uh submariner right oh, that's think true. that was that's because true. they're saving uh a big surprise for the the black panther movie that's i really think that's true. where they're headed with that yeah and namor is i mean namor is one of the big names we have not seen yet mm-hmm. yep um i love that 60s line reference that dr strange had like it was like didn't you guys disappear in the 60s or something like that like when talking about <laughs> mr fantastic so good it's so good i feel like uh, that's how they're gonna set up the ff movie is that they went into space and then they got through the cosmic rays became the fantastic four and then got stuck in the like multiverse or whatever or you know kind of like how they do that in the comics and disappear for a while and then in the dance slot run they come back and yeah. that's probably their route they're going to take with that. So you just when you said comic cosmic rays, I have the 90s Fantastic Four theme song now stuck in my head, so that'll be like the rest of my day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The um cool thing about that too was that it's now that you confirm that that was Black Bolt from the TV show that and you know of course Professor X was Professor X and Captain Marvel was Captain Marvel and you know Mordo was Mordo. Um, that means that John is going to be Mr. Fantastic in that <sighs> movie. And that's like automatic confirmation. You don't put that many seeds planted and then X out that one. You know what I right. mean? Like they're all the same actors from all these other, you know, platforms. You're going to have to bring John back for F. So. I felt like it was also great when, when Wanda asked him like, um, do your kids still have a mother? And I was like, Oh, are they going to show Sue here for like a brief second? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, no, they didn't. But I was they like, okay, like, and we know Franklin Richards is a thing. Yeah. And then, like, and like listeners, if you know nothing about who Franklin Richards is, go Google that and then enjoy the next hour of your life trying to figure that whole thing out. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> one of the most complicated characters in Marvel comics. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's where we're going to wind down the conversation here. Um, Let me give you a quick reading list. If you guys want to understand some of this real fast. Yes, um, go ahead. Earth, Earth X has some really cool stuff. If you guys want to dive into some other alternate universe things. Um, and it does include all these characters in this film. If you want to know more about Clea, uh, check out uh, the death of Dr. Strange, which is a recent run. Um, and that's five issues and it brings her into it. And then check out the new Doctor Strange series that's out right now because Clea is the Sorcerer Supreme or Sorceress Supreme. And so if you want to get more of that character to kind of like ready your mind for that, uh, those are two great modern routes, the current Doctor Strange run and Death of Doctor Strange that leads into it. Um, And I feel like that's what they're going to do. Um, Same thing with the Spider-Man movies. Like, you know, they might kill off Homeside soon and that's a perfect way to bring Miles in. You know, all these people just died in the comics. And so, you know, they're going to probably kill him in the comics and then see how that happens and do it in the films. So again, with Black Panther too. Yeah. Same route. 
Well, that's a great reading list. Also, uh, those Doctor Strange comics, the Death of Doctor Strange and the new Strange series will be covered on your favorite sister show, the Podcast Supreme, in just a matter of weeks. So be looking for that. We'll also cover the Illuminati, um, the New Avengers Illuminati run, which... um, put it this way dr strange is a member of the illuminati he is not the danger that they're trying to stop um but the illuminati are a very interesting little they're not really a team but they're a very interesting like cabal of powerful characters who pull the strings behind the scenes um so if you want to learn more about the illuminati also check out the podcast supreme anyway um jason brandon anything uh anything we need to know about you uh do you jason do you want people to follow you on facebook or uh oh, or do you want they can say- if they want i'm, I'm nobody important I'm just but, a you, fanboy. but he is part of the uh, uh he is part of the uh mighty thor uh across the bifrost public group so if you want to interact with jason regarding thor stuff or uh really any of the associated comics jason's on there if you want to chat with him on there he'd uh he'd probably probably love that he'd probably really love that um so uh brandon tell us what's going on with apollo city man uh we're back we have uh, new episodes posted up we just um we had some two episodes from the vault um from a batman talk just kind of over over, over under edition for batman uh, this week we have uh, some Paul Pope stuff coming out. We have a Neil Adams, George Perez talk coming out. Just a memoriam. That'll be great. And then um, a bunch of stuff lined up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll probably get Justin Jordan on, um, and we'll tell that story uh, coming up on this little Patreon episode that we're gonna have uh, for you. And a uh, bunch of just we have so much cool things I can't even express it. But check us out on all podcast platforms on YouTube, on Instagram uh tiktok uh all that type of stuff twitter um i don't know where else we're at but instagram is the best one (laughs) um but yeah check us out new episodes every thursday awesome gentlemen thank you for joining me for this review of multiverse of madness and thor vikings listeners uh we really enjoyed having you on this bonus episode be sure to check out our regular episode this week where we are going to be talking to professor mark d white about thor and the theme of worthiness from his new book, uh, A Philosopher Reads Marvel Comics Thor, If They Be Worthy. It's a complete philosophical breakdown of the Jason Aaron run of Thor, which if you've been paying attention to this podcast, you know, we've been talking about Jason Aaron all year and I'll probably talk about Jason Aaron the rest of my life. So uh, the, the book that we talk about is a great supplemental material for your enjoyment of Jason Aaron comics. So be sure to check that episode out. And until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, I encourage you, dear listeners, to stay worthy.